Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 15. I'm Connor Murphy, here with Grace Matthews, all the way in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, Grace. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Connor? Good. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of low energy day. The sun's not quite out here and it's feeling kind of fallout and I just want to kind of Netflix and chill. Monday, Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I know. I can hear you here. It is very cloudy and gloomy. Yeah. Did so. you have a good weekend? Well, had to do some errands. Had a great Saturday, but yesterday I had to do some errands. And I tell you what, I ran into this guy that happened to know two of his wives, ex-wives, that is. And so I ran into him in the local Walmart, and this girl comes up, and I, woman, she's very beautiful, and she sticks out her hand and she goes, guess what? We got married Friday. And I'm like, oh, great. Congratulations, you know. And so later I find out he has actually been married now more than Liz Taylor. Liz Taylor <laughs> was married eight times. This was his ninth wife. Oh, my. Are you kidding me? How do you convince someone to be your ninth wife? How do you pay hey, alimony? Baby. Oh what, my gosh! What's he do for a up. living? Is he rich? No, not at all. Yeah, but he, well, he hasn't had kids with them. I he, don't he think. Probably makes a, he probably makes a hundred million dollars a year with eight ex-wives. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? And every one of them beautiful. I mean, at least the ones I know. But I've, I've heard from others that they're always beautiful. If each had two kids, that's like he'd need a school bus to drive the family yeah, around. My understanding is he hasn't had children with any of them, so probably best. That's probably another story. Yes, yes. So I was actually just very shocked. I thought you would appreciate that story. Yeah. Yes, there is a guy out there in Springfield, Missouri, that has more weddings than his repertoire than Liz Taylor. So, but as errands go, and I, and I know, Connor, I'm, I don't really like to just shop. I mean, if I'm going to go buy clothes for me, okay. But when you just have to shop around for the house or groceries, it's not my favorite thing. But nevertheless, so anyway, we go to Home Depot, do our thing, come out to the parking lot, and, you know, we're leaving. And I said, I did see the sheds over in the parking lot, but I, I brought up a story about a shed. Had nothing to do with wanting to purchase one. Right. I have no place to put a shed. I want you to know, 
Within seconds of mentioning a shed, my email lights up with a coupon from Home Depot for, for a discount. Exactly. Now, wow. that is like it hears you. That's oh. a new level of scary to me. Right. And I think I can actually top that. Oh, boy. The Apple's new iPhone that is coming out, the iPhone X, as it's been dubbed, um, will open with facial recognition. Ugh. Yes. I facial like recognition. So where is that database going? Is it just on your local phone? I doubt it. Um, well, even if it is, it'll end up someplace else eventually. Exactly. Yes. Um, so, and, and I did see an interesting little video on social media with an MMA fighter, not very impressed that this facial recognition was happening because he never looks very good or like himself after one of his fights. So, sure. yeah, how is he, how's that going to work, really? Who knows? Know. But Who that's knows? just a scary, scary seen. thought. That's a that's a Star Trek thing you really didn't want to happen. Exactly. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So well, what are, what are we talking about today? Well, it's all about Hillary. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's all about Hillary. Anyway, as usual, I have a little editorial here. Okay. And then we will chat about None other than Hillary Rodham Clinton. Sounds great. Okay. If I had to characterize her in one sentence, I would say she is the most out-of-touch politician of my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many strange aspects to the Clintons, personal lives, politics, and ultimately the Hillary Clinton candidacies. As individuals, there is an expectation that surrounds them. It's been that way since the beginning, way back in Arkansas. Through the years, when Bill was a philandering candidate, it was bad, and he certainly assumed a dictator-like attitude about a permissiveness he felt he owned as an elected official. It would be hard for anyone to argue that he and Hillary shared a dictator-like image of their family. The rules really didn't apply to them. Perhaps it was during that relaxed response to Bill's affairs, perjury, and obstruction of justice that led to the bizarre sense of self versus the world that Hillary seems to own. It's an atypical sense of entitlement that has become her brand. One cannot argue. She has followers, unfortunately. Many of her followers misinterpret her attitude as feminism and or as a crusader for the downtrodden, particularly as it relates to race or citizenship. It is a translucent as rice paper. Remember when she was interviewed by the African-American DJ and she reportedly had a bottle of hot sauce in her purse? Seriously, he even reacted with disbelief as she sat there in his presence and committed a microaggression against black people. And to top it all off, she laughed about it. 
She has a history of these racially charged behaviors. There are those that claim her 2008 primary run against Barack Obama was racially charged. In 2016, she was unable to get the black community excited enough to come out to vote for her. Still, I understand. In 2016, she carried the popular vote. But was that vote for her or against Donald Trump? Oh, and what about the Clinton Foundation charity? Was it pay to play? A place for foreign leaders to pay her and bill in exchange for political favors? The fact that she lost the election and the charity is now defunct certainly has my eyebrows rising. So why are we still talking about her? Well, she's the annoying aunt that just won't leave after the holidays. (laughs) So now she's running around asking, what happened? Bless her heart. She even wrote a book titled, What Happened? Further assuring us all she doesn't get it. She must be delirious. How long will Bill and Chelsea allow her to wallow in the madness before they get her some help? Sure, people are going out to see her. The meltdown is entertaining for a lot of people. Reality TV tapped in on that several years ago. These days, voyeurs can view Hillary firsthand as she runs around making appearances on TV, in bookstores, and on campuses. She's like the medieval English town crier, crying in the streets. What happened? What happened? Okay, enough fun. Seriously. Will she ever go away? And is there anyone that was not personally responsible for her electoral loss? It's a blame game. If you're a woman and don't support her, you are a stupid anti-feminist, too indoctrinated to understand abuse and unfairness that is projected onto women by mean, totalitarian, white, middle-aged fat men. Of course, I'm stupid. Nonetheless, those accusations have become stale and boring. They belong with the ones from women doing all sorts of self-serving things for women everywhere. My response is, no thanks. Where does it end? 500 pages of blame. So it is hard to decipher who she considers is the greatest culprit. Listening to those that have spent endless hours deducing an estimate out of the piles of accusations, it appears to be that James Comey is the heir apparent that caused the most damage to her bid for the White House. Yes, he in fact is worse than Vlad Putin. (laughs) Trump was wrong to fire him. This is so nutty, it's hard to say. The crunch is going to send me to the dentist with another crack of my tooth. (laughs) All kidding aside, Comey misused his office, and it is hard to conclude anything other than He must be a megalomaniac that needed political relevance. Was he the reason Hillary lost? I doubt it. Here in the middle, away from the coastlines of mega populations, voters are fed up. Not necessarily with Democrats. In fact, it isn't partisan at all. It's establishment. 
they aren't even emotional about who Trump makes a deal with, Democrat, Republican. No emotion is stirred. Just give us what we need and want, not what politicians named Clinton or with some other surname need us to want. Had Hillary understood or realized this, she would have won by a landslide. But she didn't, and her selfish, out-of-touch self didn't allow Bernie the opportunity. And heaven knows he was the only one out of the whole kit and caboodle that might have had a flippin' chance to win over Donald Trump. Hillary can say whatever she wants about Trump. Much of it might even be true. However, he held the pulse of the elected and shaped it into his own. And that, my friend, is what happened. (laughs) Bravo. This is my favorite editorial of yours so far. Very nice. Yes, I, I, I agree with every single one of those facts. I love it. Well done. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and she was in the news over here in Canada over the weekend over the Amazon review scandal. Oh, my gosh. Yes, her book just all of a sudden jumped to a five-star rating after Amazon culled what they said were reviews. Basically, their excuse was reviews from people that didn't buy the book through Amazon. But who knows if those people actually wrote a book or not, or read the book or not. Well, we don't. And But what we do know is Jeff Bezos is a good friend of hers. You know, he also owns the Washington Post. And their top article was titled, Hillary's Consolation Prize, a number one best-selling book. About the time that hit, She had a lot of really bad reviews. And uh, Jeff Bezos also owns Amazon. Imagine that. Yeah, no worries at all. We'll just remove all the bad reviews. Well, no wonder she is probably has the most conspiracy theories written about her than anybody else. And you could almost see that blatantly she just continues to spawn them like a hurricane you know there are so many things like i said that are anomalies about about her first of all this is the she's written i don't know three or four or five books i don't know this is going to be the first one she has actually made enough on to cover her advance (laughs) i mean people have been bored with her for years I mean, she's not very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, you really have to wonder, when is she going to go home and be grandma? Yes, she certainly needs to move over if the Democrats want any chance whatsoever. They're, they're going to really need to remove her or move her to the back of the bus. Yeah, it will be very hard to take the Democratic Party seriously until... She gets out of the way, and you don't see her anymore. And she charges for everything. Mm -hmm. She charges for everything, and not just a little bit of money. Right. I mean, talk about an obsession with money. How much do you really need? How much is enough? 
I mean, when you go someplace and are saying, hey, will you buy my book? You charge people to say, hey, will you buy my book? Right. I mean, that's like, you know, that gives a new kind of context to streetwalkers. <laughs> I mean, what else can you charge for? Right. How much money do you need for pantsuits? Exactly. And how much is the lady that's making them? She's not very good. Not, many of them are very ugly. How much is that lady charging her? They've been the brunt of a lot of jokes, too. Oh, a couple of them look like, you know, um, oh, my goodness, the coat in many colors. Right. <laughs> patched together. I mean... I don't know. I would I would get a new seasons dress. That maybe that's why she lost. Right. The pantsuits were ugly. <laughs> you know who she? Some of those suits reminded me of who? Kim Jong Un. <laughs> the rocket. Kind of the same same look. Yeah. Yeah. That, the rocket yeah, man especially himself. The, yeah. The. <laughs> Yeah, don't you love that? Out, out of anything Trump has ever, ever said, I think this was, like, so hilarious. I spit my coffee all over my laptop when I read that in yesterday's uh, news feed on social media uh, that, that Trump called him Rocket Man. Oh, I thought that was hilarious. All of a sudden, you know, when, you, when I read that, Elton John song clicked on oh, in yeah. my head. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, you know, and it made me think of my daddy because my dad would always talk about Elton John, never once said his name. He was always the rocket man. <laughs> and we used yeah. to laugh and laugh about that. I don't even sure dad knew his name. Yeah. Just go, it's a rocket man. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Well, you know, so yeah, it's great. I loved it. The big thing on Hillary's book is that everybody has noticed that she's just pointing fingers and it's not my fault. And um, you're, you're familiar with Internet memes where, you know, there's a picture or a quote or some sort of spin, funny spin, sarcastic. Um, but I think Hillary probably is close to being one of the leaders behind Trump, still behind Trump, Uh with internet memes and there were some comical ones that basically solidified exactly what your editorial was saying uh one is a picture of hillary shaking her finger and it says your fourth picture on the phone is why i lost the election <laughs> that's very clever Excellent. and then there's another one uh that includes a picture of jennifer kearns from fox news and it says Hillary Clinton is like the O.J. Simpson of politics. She's still out there a year later looking for the real killer of her campaign. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a little bit out of taste. But you see what I mean? It's like all just about every meme over the weekend was Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton. And I think a lot of people are just really, really tired of seeing her resting bitch face. Oh, my gosh, yes. Even the New York Post said it's 512 pages of paranoid, vindictive venting from someone who feels she was robbed of her destiny to be America's first woman president. Right. She's like the worst 
mother-in-law you could ever, ever want. Oh, my goodness. I had not even thought about her as a mother-in-law. Yeah, can you imagine? That, that's a nightmare. Yeah. That's an absolute nightmare. And I thought she bought the house next door for Chelsea and her husband to come visit. You know, that's what originally she said. She said, no, she bought that for the staff for when she was president. <laughs> so they'd have a place to stay. You know, I mean, it just changes with, you know, to fit the narrative. Right. You know, and, and, and last week she said something to the effect she didn't understand why the American people just didn't trust the government. Because it was like our duty to trust the government. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, yeah. isn't that why we have this constitution and... Why our forefathers left England and such was because the government should never be just trusted. Exactly. There should be a series of checks and balances, and the people should vote. It's called accountability and integrity, which is probably a couple things that are very, very hard for Bill and Hillary to understand. Oh yeah, those are those the thoughts are just elude her. She she doesn't really understand that. Well, it's obvious because like we I just said all these all these internet memes obviously somebody that is backing her is seeing this stuff. She got to know about it. Is she really that out of touch? I, I honestly I, when I see her talk and I see her say this stuff with conviction. I wonder if way back when, when Bill was, first of all, the governor of Arkansas, then the president of the United States, and he got by with so much, and they got by with so much as a family. I mean, sure, people would bring up things like whitewater, but they never manifested, kind of like the email situation. You know, they always have these things surrounding them, but they never really manifest. Right. Even though they probably should. But it's kind of like when we did the psychological profile on Kim Jong-un. Their brain becomes rewired. Yeah. And they just don't see it. The one thing you have to say about Donald Trump, like I said, you can say a lot of yucky things. And they would be true. But he did look out there in the country and he did see something wrong. Exactly. He grabbed hold of it and you can even say he exploited it. Maybe he did. But what he did was he was at least in touch enough to see it. She blames everyone. The New York Times, Vladimir Putin, um, Trump, of course. That's the only legitimate one I know of. She has blamed her staff. There is no one. Comey is probably the one, like I said earlier in my editorial, that she blames the most. But she has blamed TV, media. I mean, the media, the liberal media loved her. They had a love fest with her. How could you argue? But she has in this book, she has complained that the 
media were gave Donald Trump too much airtime. Now, the fact that it was 99% negative does not <laughs> come into her little bit of, you know, conversation. She, she, but she believes this on some sort of level. Yeah. You can see it in her eyes, hear it in her voice. She really believes it. She believes it and she does not see, I mean, she does not see what she is saying or what she is doing. Um, you know, she can't see the forest for the trees. That is just the understatement of the century. You know, she's supposed to be out walking in the woods in Chappaqua. She needs to open up her eyes and look at those trees. Yeah, otherwise she's going to get slapped in the face with a limb. And she has over and over, over again. And she don't but yet she's that energizer bunny. She just keeps coming back. And the Democratic Party keeps allowing her to come back. The liberal media is eating up this blame game book. I mean, they're sitting there. I, I saw a clip from the Today Show. They're just hanging on her words. And it's a madness. Seriously. Why isn't her family, I mean, we're joking about it, but it's not really a joke. Why isn't her family saying, stop this? You've done some good things at some point. Right. It's just like. This when, is ruining it. It's just like when a singer uh, enters a competition and they're horribly bad. And the first thought in my, my head is, don't you have friends or family that tell you you can't sing? Doesn't some, yeah, doesn't someone care about you? I mean, at one point in this book. She talks about, okay, she was going to wear her white pantsuit <laughs> to her acceptance speech. You know, the place that had the glass ceiling and the women of the suffrage movement 100 years ago wore white. Yeah. Okay, so she was going to wear white. Well, obviously, Donald Trump won, and she didn't come out and give any kind of speech, you know, until the next day. So she wore a black and purple pantsuit, which really was reminiscent of Kim Jong-un's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was really thinking about. And she, she said she was so upset she was putting on this purple and black outfit because it was the outfit she was supposed to, to wear as she, you know, went to the Hyde House and took over the office. She had planned that. She was so busy planning pantsuits. She didn't see what was going on. Whose it's fault so, is that? Hmm. It's so female. That's the female she really hates, too. Is that woman that cares about what she's wearing. You know, I mean, if you hear her talk, the, the women that like to be women are idiots. You know, the women like me that I'm like really thrilled when a guy opens the door for me. I want that. You know, I'm bad. I am so bad. You know, that's what she hates. And she was so busy worrying about her pantsuits, she didn't see. She has become, in a way, what she hates. Yeah. She talked about drinking a lot of Chardonnay. Oh, no doubt. She, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know that I would admit that, but... Anyway, I, I do all the time. I admit, I don't drink Chardonnay, though. Yeah, white wine. Ugh. 
But <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, she talks about doing the yoga breathing, you know, the nostril, the alternate nostril breathing, which calms you down. Um, she talks about having to do that a lot because my guess is she had built up some anxiety. Um, and, and it is a very helpful technique. I, I'm a yoga person. I've been a yoga person for a long time. It also helps, you know, if you take your, like your right hand and you pinch the ear, your left earlobe right. and then kind of cross your legs. That helps too. I, I really wanted to call her and tell her that, but I don't have her phone number. So, you know, and you can do the opposite way and take your left hand and just pinch your little earlobe and cross your legs. And I don't know, it has some calming effect. And then, you know, she needs some of these tips from her family. It's like I um, texted you the other day. I had my first really fermented kabuchi. Right. I was at a tap bar and I don't drink beer. And I'm like, well, what do you have that I can drink? And he goes, oh, let's have some kombucha. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I said, is that alcohol? Oh, yeah, it's alcohol. <laughs> but, yeah, you really feel kind of almost elated after drinking it. Interesting. You know, she could use some kombucha. <laughs> right. Her family needs to... You know, help her out. Uh, you know, especially your daughter. I don't know that Bill has time, you know. Yeah, I see that she's got Chelsea out there doing or trying to do work for for the foundation. Yeah, but the foundation is really closing up. I mean, it really Why has. Why is that? Well, That's there's no more pay to play point. and you cannot yes. get money, you know for things you're not doing and, and besides Chelsea drained it, the funds using it for her wedding I mean, <laughs> and that was a fact they found but you know when that happens with the Clintons I mean if you or I did that you know the FBI or something would be knocking at our doors or what do they have up there in Canada right you know something like the FBI you know you use money out of your charity for your wedding you're going to jail Exactly. You know, they do. And it's like, well, you really shouldn't have done that. They do honestly operate as if they feel they are definitely privileged and should not apply to any of the rules that you or I or anybody else out there has to, to you know, live by. Yeah, it's very Romanoffy. Yeah. Well, you know? we, we definitely agree on that. We do. And we don't always agree. But life's a journey, and we're all in this together. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor. Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace, and, and listeners. Thank you for listening today. And we're definitely going to talk about Hillary in a future episode. Maybe we'll talk about some of those conspiracy theories and bring her into the discussion. Because I don't oh, think she's going can... away anymore anyway. So. No. Have a good day, Grace, and we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow. Bye-bye. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.